This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the besotted Pride of West London podcast and we're in the final seconds of the match against Reading. We're in extra time now and uh, it's 3-1, 4-1 to the MyGPs. I've, I've lost track of the score. Sully Kai Kai just came in, had a rasping shot and the goalkeeper saved it, fumbled it. He was very lucky that there's no one there but as you can hear, the crowd in the background in absolutely fine voice. Reading, to be fair, I've been playing some decent football especially in the first half, playing the ball around. But the Bees have been absolutely on top of their game today. Clinical edge, and they've had no, absolutely no reply to, to us today. And, and this team, if I remember rightly, five out of six wedding have won today. But um, listen, you know, it just goes to show you, mate, we can actually do the business. that We're still in play here. We've got, oh, dear, this is, oh, oh, ah, absolutely. Look, here we go. Oh, this is another, oh, that was McEachern there. He's had a shot there as well. And it kind of, oh, there we go. And well, listen, it's just we're all over this lot here at the moment now. This is fabulous. Look, there we go. We've got the balls out. Oh, and another, oh, listen. Balls in by Sawyers. Hogan's in the middle, but the keeper got it. Listen, absolutely. It's a great game. But, but I mean, now Brentford today played a fantastic game and they've taken this team apart, haven't they? Yeah, excellent going forward. Um, sat back a little bit deep to start with, but yeah, probably part of the tactic, catch them on the break. And once we got ahead, you know, some of those good skills coming out. Got some very dangerous players, very exciting players, and very impressive performance against what's probably quite a decent team. We made them look pretty average. I mean, Wolverhampton Wanderers was a bit, a bit disappointing, but as we said, it's probably one it's a part of the course. We've had a good little run. We went up there, we went for it, and it didn't quite work for us. But today, again, we've gone for it, and we've looked properly clinical, haven't we? Yeah, we've been good, took our chances. A little bit of luck, you know, hit the post a couple of times, but really that's all they've had to offer. Probably a silly penalty. Um, but every time we go forward, we look like scoring. Um, here we go. And that's it, the final whistle, final whistle. Today, let's see, they, this team has looked tremendous today, haven't they? I mean, they've come out against a Reading side who I know have spent a lot of money and actually got some good players and played some good football. But well, we took them apart today, didn't we? Yeah, Brentford played very well. First half, was right on top. Reading had a lot of midfield players in the second half, but Brentford had the finishing touches. I mean, look, I mean, looking at the way that this team played today, again, it's really weird. You know, we lose to Rotherham, we beat teams like this. I mean, where does Brentford sit in this league? Or are we just, are we just happy to be here? 
No, I think that Brentford, they still need a bit more in the club itself. But I think they're probably about halfway, halfway up the league. Just over half Happy B then. Yeah, Happy B. Come on, your bees. Come on, your bees. Tremendous. I know that you were very, very happy. You, you were quite calm. I mean, I was a little bit nervous there with 70 minutes to go, but you said no problem, Bill. We got this game under wraps, didn't you? Yeah, and I knew there was going to be another goal, and I knew it was, and I knew it was going to be the, uh, I knew it was going to be a Brentford goal. And even if it, even if Reading had scored, we'd have got another one because they'd have gone on the chasing, chasing for it. A very good all-round performance that from Brentford today. So much better than on Saturday. And 10 goals in the last two games at Griffin Park. Certainly value for money. Definitely value for money. I mean, listen, any players out there that just took your fancy, you thought had the absolute business for Brentford today. I mean, I know they all did really well, but I mean, anyone that, that caught your eye? Uh, Josh Clark, because I wasn't expecting that level of performance. I thought he did a really well, great goal, but I think he played well throughout, front, back, and the speed he showed in times really worried Reading. I think having a player like that on the pitch, you can see why we play him. Uh, out wide ahead of somebody else because he just gives you a balance, gives you speed and he can defend as well when needed. Well, it's interesting. I mean, we talked about Josh Clark. I mean, he's not a new player to Brentford. He made his debut in the in the Uwe Rosler side up at Derby. Well, that must have been a good four, five years ago. So it's quite a while that Josh Clark has been in and around the side. He was only a junior then. Um, we played against Derby, lost 5-0. They were in the league above us. And he came on, and we were rubbish over all the team. But all we said is, "Cool, but like that kid's really fast, isn't he?" Like you know. But it almost seems like Brentford, or whoever, or he hasn't used his speed to the right advantage. And maybe they're sort of trying to teach him how he can actually be a real danger with the speed that he's got. Yeah, I mean, he, he has got speed, and I think today he showed that not only is he dangerous, but uh, he can defend. He can use that speed to defend, and he got us out of a couple of pickles. And, and then also, we were saying that it's interesting that we had one moment when Harley Dean was down on the wing, doing a bit of a couple of bits and pieces. I think the ball came in, we lost the ball. Ball came down, quick break by Reading, and we looked to know in the middle. I think it was Josh Clark was that kind of centre back role. And we're thinking, hold on a second, and you know. That never used to happen before, but it's almost seen that we're playing as a team and everyone's interchanging and, and, and backing up each other and helping each other out. I think there was a lot of fluidity on the pitch now. Something that we had before when we had uh, people like Pritchard and Judge and uh, Hotter all swapping around. I saw a lot of that. I mean, today I actually thought Josh's Clark, Josh Clark's goal yeah. was by Sawyer's because I wasn't expecting Clark to be over there. So, you know, it just shows that we are moving, moving the players around, pulling them out of shape. And uh, yeah, it's just working really nicely. So Reading fans in the house, and that was a fairly comprehensive result, you must say, wasn't it? Unfortunately, so yeah, it could have been worse if uh, a few more had gone in at the start of the second half. Where Reading were like, I don't know, just asleep. Not, asleep, not even. I don't know what they were doing. It's uh, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, but fair play to Brentford. I mean, I mean, not we, we heard about a lot about Reading's reputation. You were actually playing some good football. You passed the ball around, and you've got some good players out there. So, what went wrong for you today? I think it was just uh, just weren't the races at the back really. Just too. I think the times were too obsessed with keeping the ball, and then they just don't keep the ball. And I don't know. It just seems to be a, a, no one has an idea of. There's no real plan at the back. I think for getting the ball out really. No one seemed to be... Basically passing the ball around. You pass the ball around a lot. Yeah. Um, it's all right once it gets up the pitch. That's fine. But like at the back, when you're starting, it was just like... You couldn't get it out, so then it just gives it back to you guys. 
you guys hit us, score, goal, easy. We, we actually used to do that quite a lot. You know? we, we, <laughs> I think we changed our tactics in the last probably got six months and, and to decide to get the ball out a little bit more direct, a little bit yeah. quicker than that. I think it's just uh, it's still early stages in the sort of Reading experiment, I think. So I think overall the season's been good so far, but this game obviously was just a, a blotch, I think, hopefully. And I'm just wondering, I mean, you, you were watching the game from uh, from enemy territory, so you were listening for the crowd around you, and actually you saw, especially in the second half, a lot of the action on the on the Reading goal. Goalkeeper was very, very busy. What for you, I mean, what were Brentford like in your eyes? What were Brentford like? Well, 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 you mean as a footballing team or as a whole club? Well, just as a team. Just team. Oh, a team. I think it was uh, to the opportunities. I think that was the main thing. They didn't waste. Like whenever they got an opportunity, they at least worked the keeper. You know, and half the time it went in the goal as well. So, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that's the main thing. It's like you got to work the keeper, otherwise, yeah. I mean, Reading, yeah, played a lot of good stuff, but you know, hit the post a couple of times, which is good, but. Other than that, didn't really. The guy didn't make a save, really. It's good to, it's good to see you keep. It's good to see you still laughing, anyway. Yeah. Well, just, you know, everyone here is really friendly, so you got to keep laughing. <laughs> Tonight, of all nights, there's going to be a fight. Well, there was almost a fight in the corner there between Arlie Dean and uh, was it that McShane character or something like that? Slapped him on the head, which was absolutely unnecessary. I mean, this is what happens. Obviously, the frustrations hit hard when you're four-one down. And the, the Reading players, they just couldn't handle it. They started to manhandle the Bees players. But we kept our cool and we went out winners. And it was a magnificent win, was it not? Was it not absolutely wondrous, Billy? I have to say, I have not enjoyed an evening game for a long while that much. It was absolutely stunning. 4-1 and it flattered them. We, we could have had double that quite happily. I am absolutely buzzing. I mean, it's, it's interesting because obviously Wolves... A little bit of luck at times, but at the end of the day, you know, maybe Wolves were worthy winners. I mean, it's interesting that the team's gone back, and sometimes we kind of crumble two or three games after that, but there was a proper backlash today, wasn't there? Backlash and then some, and I'll, I'll be quite honest, when you looked at the post-game on the Saturday, you know, Ryan definitely missing, Josh Lewis, who knows what's going to happen with him. I was scratching my head thinking, who's he going to pick? What's he going to play? It's going to be quite tight, quite cagey. It was anything but. My God, you know, two men up top, Lasse playing alongside Scott. And we carved them open time and time again. Josh Clark, absolutely wondrous tonight. Hats off to that lad. He was superb. But the whole team, you know. I'm gonna, and again, I'm going to say to you, I mean, we're talking about the squad. It was all changed up tonight. And um, like I said, we did play some great football. But, I mean, Dean Smith as well. He, he, he has come up for a little bit of criticism every now and again back in the day. But... Do you think he's actually really sort of kind of turned it around and he's finally got his team and then playing the right way? And is this, are we going forward from here? You have to say yes. We're 10 games into the season now. He's got a squad. It's his squad. The players that have come in are the players he recognises, and I'm sure that's just a coincidence, and the stats model has helped pick those as well. But they are his players. He knows them. He's had time to get used to the lads that he's inherited. And he's just picking players for games. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just lost. You're gobsmacked. You're gobs you're absolutely gobsmacked. No, yeah. Because I, di I did not see that coming tonight, given the challenges it presented us post Wolves. And one thing I'm going to say to you as well as, as oh, geez, we're fourth in the table apparently, so that's actually knocked us sideways as well. I'm going to say that Reading actually looked quite decent as well, though, didn't they? Do you think, Billy? Look, 
I thought they played. Look, okay, they, they played some good. They, they, they played some nice. They, they played some nice football yeah. in the first half as yeah. well. I thought, and I thought to myself, okay, you know, they they, they played some good possession football. But yeah. is it that old school thing like the old school Brentford oh, yeah. where we used to play some lovely, lovely possession football, but nothing up front? There, there was a period just after the second half started, and they must have played it sideways across the front of the box about five or six times. And yeah, they've got the most possession in the league, and that's obvious why, looking at how they play. But possession and nice passes count for napfall if you can't stick it in the back of the net. And that's what we did. We carved them open, we got it forward. Josh McEachin, the through ball for that fourth goal. Brilliant. Absolutely beautiful. And you know, Josh of all players has come in for a lot of stick. Um, myself included at times, because you see him and he, he's almost sometimes penned into that centre circle, not sure what to do. But that ball tonight, you know, fair play to him. He sliced them open. 4-1, loved it. So, post-match in the pub, beers are flowing in the pub. People are absolutely, Tiff and Nitty, tremendously happy with smiles on their faces. Reading, we actually struggled to find any Reading fans because they actually slunk off rather rapidly down the M4. We did catch one here and he was a nice chap. He told us what exactly what he thought, but we've got more Beast fans. We're going to talk to Beast fans in the house. I've got the man who uh, we haven't spoken to you for a while on the podcast. And, um, it was after my profanities, wasn't it? It, it, well, it, well, there was that as well, and it's interesting as well because obviously you were very vocal about Dean Smith. Um, you were very vocal about Dean Smith, so I'll be interested to see your thoughts on uh, Dean Smith, who's had a bit of time to get his feet under the table, bring his own players in, and, and then put his snap his tactics on the team. After the QPR game, I pretty much had it with Dean Smith. When we played with no strikers, for me, he had it, and, I, and obviously we had that great run in the end of the season. And today, I was shouting, Dino, Dino. I thought the team he put out today, I really liked the way he set it up, as soon as I saw it. I thought he got his spot on, two up front, V-Bay and Hogan, he knew they were trying to play out from the back and Hogan and V-Bay stopped them the whole time, just harassing them, but every one of our players was absolutely fantastic, ready a really good team. They, they're playing some really good football, they look like the first round, which I thought they were the, probably the better technically, but our lads just never stopped working. Our first two goals were brilliant. All our goals were great. I just thought he set the team up brilliant with that two up front, and I thought all of them worked their socks off. I was, made me very proud B supporter today. Interesting. I mean, you talked about them being very good technically. I mean, what, what does that mean? I mean, you know, you've got these... Well, Jerry said in the second half or the first, he said... They were like we were a few years ago under the great man Warburton. We had all the possession. We looked like such a brilliant team, but they had no real impact. They just couldn't hurt us. And Reading played like we did a couple of years ago, whereas today we might not have been the first one admits as technically gifted as them, but with our McCormack breaking them down and we just kept working and working. We've got quality and we broke them down. I'm going to ask the question, though. I mean... We've got some players out there, we've got some skillful players out there. Is it maybe the decision that we've decided to play a different game? Because I've seen us play this passing game and passing the ball around and doing all this kind of stuff. And, you know, we're very proud to have done up at Rotherham. We had like 78% possession or something like that. And have we actually decided that that's not the way we're going to play it? We're actually going to play a different game? For me, I just think he was clever today. He looked at how they played and how we would beat them, like almost chess-like. He worked out if we just close them down with a two up front, which he never he never goes two up front ever, does he? 
and they just snuffed them out. They, the goalie kept trying to pass it out from the back, and they couldn't do it because we were on them the whole time. Sawyer's out wide was a revelation. He was far better than when he's playing in the number 10 position just behind the front the front play. He was brilliant today. I don't know. It just, everything connected today. I thought it was just fucking brilliant. Which is, which is good news. I've got, the, I've got the cab man here. The cab man's in the house. And also I know that you were very happy. You were talking about the, um, the technicality of the, the Reading team and the fact that they were playing a bit of football, kind of like what we did, you know. Post Uwe Rosler, Uwe Rosler started to play a particular type of football with us, then it moved into MW, played a particular type of football with us, playing the ball around a lot. Um, but you felt that that had fairly little impact up front. Yeah, no, they, they didn't. I think they had, I think Kerm again was playing up front on his own, and he just wasn't quick enough to get in behind. And I think Egan and Dean looked so comfortable. I think probably they might be a, a different proposition if we're a bit of pace, and it was the same. As we were, like I said, or as you said, you know, the minute we had pace in our sides from two years ago or three years ago and put it in, you can get behind teams and then it opens up even more. But until they hit the post, I think twice, but other than that, everything they did was from a set piece. You know, even the, well, I was going to say, even the goal was a set piece, wasn't it? Penalty. So I just, they never looked, never ever looked like they were going to get, you can have all the possession in the world, which is what they did far more than us and we've just sat and gone alright have it well it's interesting as well I mean we're talking about us in the second half you know we were looking fairly comfortable we had a very good lead but we started to sit rather deep um, do you think it's a deliberate tactic to make them come at us and, and open them up so we can actually carve them up to get another goal yeah absolutely it's sort of just let them have the if you, when you noticed um, what's his face Shane centre half the ginger centre half this yeah every time he had the ball we just went we'll, we'll have it because he's never ever going to hurt us with it and even if we crept forward it was like, well keep coming keep coming because you know? he had nowhere to go with it and the amount of times they turned around and went back to El Habsi then came back again and we just sat in there to try and break us down and that's the thing you get a goal up you know sometimes it works for you sometimes it doesn't you know you could play that system and a team nicks a goal and goes a goal, goal up against you and then your game plans out the window but from I guess from putting V-Bay and, and Hogan up front I think Smith knows that they're going to try and knock the ball about you put the two quickest players we've got and close them down and just bang once one goes the whole team goes so up that pressure them and it forces them back and again you just time and time again I think just, they played into our hands really I thought the whole game the minute when we win a goal up they played into our hands they never really changed their system they changed the same but brought Quinn on we played I think behind or close to two Kermigan caused the odd bit of discontent for us but other than that I thought it was just an easy easy win I mean it's not the possession football that we've played in the last three four years but again we've, we're scoring goals we're not conceding and we're winning games so happy days happy days it's interesting you come from you come from you've come from up north right so you don't see the bees on a regular basis so yeah you see bits of bees on TV but it's quite interesting to get your view because obviously you see them periodically um, probably seen a, a couple of times a season maybe two or three times a season saw them a lot last season so it'd be interested to know what you saw the difference today in compared to what you saw before uh, I was just saying to Dave Builder I, I can't call a game in terms of tactics or anything like that I don't play it but um, before before we scored I thought Reading looked the better team by far they looked far more dangerous um, and I was a bit worried and then I thought possibly first goal against the run of play second goal really well worked and after that we were in control um, 
third goal again you know towards, towards the end you, you'd think it could have easily been a real real hammering but it was a weird game it was a weird game up until then one thing I'll say just for your listeners yes atmosphere very very questionable now at Griffin yeah, Park we, 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 noticeable very noticeable we talk about that quite a lot and the, the, other, a lot of people don't notice it or they just want to just pretend it's not the case but you know if you've been for as long as we have done you know what it's like We, you go to games and you you have a right good old and I think that well, I mean you're, all, you're always going to get you know Redden have got 1600 here and to, to be honest it, it was like we were they, they were like we were away do you know what I mean they're singing the same songs and everything and they're cheering their team on even when they're losing and you know I'm not one for oh they outsung us or anything like that but you know what would it take to get the atmosphere going there I don't know whether it's the team or the fans or we're feeding off each other but it's really noticeable that there's nine and a half thousand in there you know with a good away following if that was in League One the place would be bouncing and the atmosphere would be electric. In there tonight, it felt like a League One game with about five and a half thousand in there. Which is interesting as well, because like I said to you, we had five and a half thousand, six thousand in League One, and the place was absolutely course, rocking. It's almost it, like yeah. sometimes we didn't want eight or nine thousand, because yes, it was yes, too much, because you yes. knew that the, the, the two extra... Because the five thousand t- that were in there yeah, were, were, were up for it, and yeah. the extra two thousand like, you know, only come lately, you don't really get into it, you know. I so I don't even think that. I don't even think it's that. I don't even think it's a case of oh well, entertain us or anything like that. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know whether we're complacent about Championship football, but you know, it's Reading. You know, this this would have been the game of the season in League One if Reading were there. You know, if we were we were fourth before tonight, Reading were third. All right, it's early in the season, so it's not a promotion battle or anything like that, but. I don't know, I don't know. Ticket prices are reasonable, you know. Like you say, I come down from up north, this is my second home game of the season. I paid 18 quid tonight. I think that's all right, championship football. So, no one's being priced out, particularly. I don't know what it is. I don't know what... I'm certain someone in there, if you, if, you had a, if you had a magic wand, you'd say, give us eight cornerback, wouldn't you? Give us eight corner back for something like that. Yeah. With, with, with and, and for people out there, sorry, eight corner is a corner which is very close to the away end on the new road side. The bottom bit of new road by the away fans, which where after after the Royal Oak went was was and after Terracing went in the new road, that that was where you went. That was where you went. And even up until the late nineties, it was bouncing in there at times. It really was. Unfortunate incidents against Millwall seemed to put the kibosh on the whole thing, and, and then ever since then, really, to anyone of a certain age, since then, Griffin Park. That's why I'm, I'm really, really, I'm obviously I'll cry my eyes out moving from Griffin Park. But Christ Almighty, I'd run to Lionel Road if the atmosphere was any better than than what we get at the moment. Well, I think that that needs to be orchestrated as well as they can't presume that just because we're going to go to a new stadium the atmosphere is going to be better because we've seen what happens you know yeah and you get them mixing in and you don't get the right you know so anyway we'll probably talk about that again more in in the podcast because it's a it's very very pertinent point and keeping the atmosphere as it is you know we'd rather to be quite honest with you I'd rather 6,000 or 8,000 people and it's absolutely rocking than to have 20,000 people and it's an absolute more because it's a complete waste of time but but business plan and all that and and Matthew Benham obviously is a loyal fan but if you said to Matthew Benham what what, what do you want 6,000 hardcore fans screaming their heads off for 20,000 in the ground you know he's going to look at the bottom line isn't he so you know there's got to be a balance of course indeed brilliant game today 
wasn't it? Well, finishing that off, actually, I don't think the atmosphere has been the same since we moved away from the back. Well, but I mean that, that that is that is true, you know. But to a certain extent, you know, but things have things have moved on a lot since we moved away from the back a few years ago. Yeah, we got older. Um, yeah, no. T- today was um, as, uh, as Ben said. I, I thought it was I thought it was a bit of a strange game. Um, uh, towards the end, I thought we there was, there was like loads more Brentford goals in this. This could be five, six, seven if if, if the referee would like to play play an extra fifteen minutes. Um, and before we scored, I thought Reading looked decent. Thought they they hit the post. They hit the post again towards the beginning of the second half when we were two up. Um, that would have changed complexion. I think if we'd have gone behind today, it would have been a very different game. Um, thankfully, we didn't. Um, and you know. We just played some beautiful football at, at times today, um, and we, we just didn't seem we didn't seem in the mood to uh, to, to, to throw to throw that lead away. Um, I thought Collins' goal was outstanding. What what Very good. what what a, what a finish! Um, Hogan, uh, he was going to be. I think he would have exploded if he didn't get a goal tonight. The, the, he had a, he had a couple of um, uh, a couple of incidents with their goalie where he the goalie played a few tricks and he just about got away with it. And Hogan looked up at us in, in the um, in the Eden Road and. And he kind of he kind of like raised his eyes to go. How the hell did he get away with that? So when he's when his goal did come, it uh, I think you know it was a it was a fourth goal, and that really really did seal the victory. We could all we could all sigh of relief. I mean I think yeah, I, I was saying in the fans the fans um, defense, defense um, there seems to be a lot more at stake this season. Um, I think I think there's a, an edginess about about some games, but and when we're when we're ahead, they seem to relax and the atmosphere gets better. And that's not singing when we're winning. I think I think they sense that there's it, it's a very competitive, very edgy edgy division, and, and I I don't think I don't think we we're la- we've got the luxury of relaxing quite as often as as, as we would like. No relaxing, but it's Tuesday night. We've got another three points. We're in fourth position, so it's all good. We go into the game on Saturday against Wigan. I've got no idea how Wigan did today. So Wigan one two one, and I've got a couple of texts from our Wigan crew as well. They beat Wolves. I have to say the, the merry-go-round. They said if they lose today, they're going to be in all sorts of trouble. They said they said to me, we said we're not very good at the moment. Um, but so it's going to be an interesting game on Saturday because we have to be on our game because they're going to their peckers up after winning today. Obviously, we've done very well, so uh, we'll see. But this is the besotted Pride of West London podcast. There will be some sort of podcast tomorrow. Um, we're not quite sure where it's coming from and how or what or why or when because this week's a little bit, bit all over the place but don't you worry just tune in Thursday and I'm sure we'll have something up there for you so and you should tune in also if you check out if any of you lot out there have got um, tune in on a very popular app on your phone called TuneIn, which you listen to on all sorts of radio stations. We're actually now on TuneIn as well. So if you just look for the Besotted Podcast on TuneIn, you'll be able to get hold of us on there. So that's another way that you can get hold of us is on Android and it's on iPhone and all sorts of stuff on there. Besotted Pride of West London Podcast. Check us out on Audio Boom. Check us out on TuneIn. Check us out on iTunes. Um, check up um, uh, our videos out on Besotted 1992 on YouTube. But um, as we are going to look forward to this weekend, as we go into October, as we say... Come on, you Come on, Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.